Our government wouldn't conduct secret experiments on their own people without their people's knowledge. Or would they? That's exactly what happened in the 50s and 60s with the Project MKUltra. Follow me down the rabbit hole to find out what happened. Hello friends and welcome back to the rabbit hole. My name is Danny and I am your host and today we are talking about the Project MKUltra. This is one of my favorite conspiracy theories besides 9-11 which is one of my favorites as well. Um, this is this is not as weird as last week. I feel like last week was really weird and strange and there was a lot of really out there theories so I wanted to kind of give you a break and bring us kind of back to reality. Um, so today we're going to talk about mind control as well. I know last, last week we talked about that a little bit, but, um, this is a little different. So MKUltra was the CIA's human experiments with mind control, but like, why did the CIA care about mind control? Well, let me, let me tell you. Let me let you in on the secret. So basically, in the Korean War, the American uh, prisoners of war were coming back supposedly brainwashed with like a communist agenda or they just were deciding not to come back at all. They're like, yeah, I would rather just stay in Korea with all these communists. Um, and we were, at the, we were in the middle of the Cold War and the CIA was convinced that the Soviets were brainwashing people pretty much all over the world to pretty much believe in, in communism and that's why there are so many countries converting to communism that's why communism was spreading like it was is because the soviets were convincing everybody brainwashing everybody um into communism basically is what the cia believed but in 1953 the head of the CIA at the time said that the non-consensual experiments of brain warfare, which is what they were calling it, are against American values and should be against American value or human values and that we would not be engaging in similar activities, although three days later he approved MKUltra. Why is it important that we know that? It's because MKUltra eventually, and we're going to get into this, eventually did start conducting, like, non-consensual experiments on Americans. So he was literally like, yeah, we definitely don't condone non-consensual experiments. You know, we need volunteers, people that volunteer for these experiments. That's totally okay. We're not just going to be, like, experimenting on people all willy-nilly like. And then the CIA ended up, cons like, experimenting on their people all willy-nilly like. So cool. Thanks, guy. Um, so the mind control was really centered around behavior modification to include like electroshock therapy, hypnosis, polygraphs, radiation, and like a multitude of drugs, toxins, chemicals. They would like combine these drugs and toxins and chemicals or they would try them individually to try to like figure out how to control people's brains, right? The CIA basically gave themselves authority to research how drugs could promote intoxicating effects of alcohol, make hypnosis easier, and see if um, it would enhance the amount of torture or coercion someone could take, among other things. They were also, you know, experimenting. They basically, like, give you some drugs and be like, will this help 
make will this help us hypnotize you easier or they'd give you drugs and be like can we torture you for longer now that you've had these drugs or can we um get more information out of you now that we've given you these drugs or these intoxicating um things basically the goal of the project was look besides controlling minds they were pretty much hoping to create with like sleeper cells that they would have all over the world and they would activate them when necessary. So basically like, like in a movie, you know, we've seen this in movies where you have all these people and then I'm pretty sure this was like in one of the Marvel movies, right? That they could like activate their soldiers and this is exactly out of a Marvel movie, actually. Um, they would activate their soldiers, and their soldiers would go and kill people. That's what the CIA was trying to do with this project. So, who participated in these experiments, right? So, they did have a range of people, and some were aware, some were volunteered, and then there were mostly very unaware people that were taking part in this project. They would take mentally impaired boys, American soldiers, sexual psychopaths, pretty much anyone that was vulnerable or who wouldn't fight back. So they would take members of society that just didn't, couldn't fight back, wouldn't fight back. They would take like terminally ill, Ill cancer patients, like all kinds of people that pretty much no one would believe if this happened and nobody cared about anyway. Um, prisoners actually were really good test subjects because they would volunteer for this, these experiments, but in return, they would get like more recreation time. So they got something out of it. So they're like, yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll volunteer to be one of these test subjects. And there's a quote, actually, I took it right out of the history.com article. If you want to read that article, it's in our show notes. Um, Whitey Bulger, a former organized crime boss, wrote of his experience as an inmate test subject in MK, MK Ultra. Eight convicts in a panic and paranoid state, Bulger said the 1957 tests at the Atlanta Penitentiary where he was serving time. Total loss of appetite, hallucinating, the room would change shape, hours of paranoia and feeling violent. We experienced horrible periods of living nightmares and even blood coming out of the walls. Guys turning to skeletons in front of me. I saw a camera change into the head of a dog. I felt like I was going insane. So Bulger claimed uh, that he was injected with LSD or acid. I'm going to refer to it as LSD throughout this entire episode. Acid is also a common name for this drug. But anyway, like why were they using LSD? Well, again, this all goes back to the Russians. I feel like everything that we did in this weird time period um, in the 1900s, like like the whole, pretty much... The, a lot of the later years after after World War II. Basically, everything that we did during the Cold War was because of Russia. So, because in the late 40s, the CIA had caught wind that the Soviets were trying to buy all the world's LSD and or make it themselves in large quantities, they thought that that's how the Soviets were controlling the minds of all their people. So, the Americans were like, yeah, absolutely, we should definitely get some LSD and just start giving it to people and see if we can control their minds. So, come in Operation Midnight Climax. So, they had pretty much started just slipping LSD to people. Sometimes people did volunteer. 
but mostly like just unwilling participants to the point where they would literally slip LSD into other CIA agents drinks and just watch their reactions. And this would happen like at work. Sometimes they were just like, here, let's, let's slip. This guy was, was an asshole to me last week. So let's go ahead and slip him some LSD and see what happens. Like crazy things. So then in November of 1953, a bunch of scientists went away to a cabin together in the middle of nowhere. It was supposed to be like this team bonding thing. And Dr. Frank Olson was one of these scientists. Um, before he went away on this like retreat, he had noticed that some really inhumane things were happening to test subjects during inter- interrogations. And he really didn't like what he was seeing. He started to kind of express to other people that he was unhappy and that he didn't think that they should continue these inhumane practices. So Olson was invited out to this retreat. Um, it was a men's retreat and about 10 scientists went and they were given drinks and these drinks happened to be laced with LSD. However, they, these scientists, these people were not told that their drinks were laced with LSD. They were told that they were laced with LSD about 20 minutes after consuming the LSD. So then Dr. Frank Olson starts freaking out because he has just seen like all these inhumane interrogations happening, all these really crazy things. And he wasn't really trusting all the people that he was there with. He didn't trust the people that had given him the LSD. He didn't trust him being on LSD. He didn't even know that he was. So he actually ended up having a super bad trip because he was just in like a really bad mind space. If you've ever had LSD, if you've ever been on acid, um, you know that like your environment makes or breaks the trip. And let me tell you, his environment was not making that trip. He had a really bad trip. So then for days after this trip, he couldn't sleep. He couldn't concentrate. um, He couldn't spell things, which were all things he could definitely do before he took LSD. So it was suggested that he go see this doctor. Um, So in like towards the end of November, he went to go see Dr. Harold Abramson and he actually saw Dr. Abramson on November 24th, 25th, 26th. So he saw him for three days in a row. And on the 27th day of November, Dr. Abramson was like, Hey man, like there's something seriously fucked up. Like something's really wrong with you. And we think that, I think that you should go to a hospital. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Our most precious asset is our time. So many people wish they had more of it. What would you do if you had an extra hour in your day? But no matter how short you are on time, you will always find a way to fit in things that are important to you. Therapy can help you identify the most important things in your life and prioritize them. Life can get away from you and it can be hard to take back the reins. Whether you need to learn how to set boundaries, become the best version of yourself, or even break generational curses, therapy can help. The best thing about BetterHelp is that it's totally online so you can fit it into your busy schedule. We don't have an extra hour in our day. So not having to commute to therapy makes it so much more convenient. You'll be matched with a licensed therapist after filling out a brief questionnaire. And what's great is if you don't mesh well with that therapist, you can switch at any time for no additional fee. You don't have time to waste. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com rabbit today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot rabbit. And Olson, Dr. Olson was super into it. He was like, yeah, I think you're right. 
Um, I agree. So the arrangements were made for Olsen to go to a hospital that was near his home. So he was seeing Dr. Abramson in New York, New York City, to be exact. And he actually lived in like the Washington, D.C. area. So he needed to travel down to the hospital. Um, what happens is that the hospital actually only checks people in in the mornings. So he needed to stay in the hotel the night before and then he could go check in to the, to the hospital the next morning. So him and Dr. Abramson, they go, they go out to dinner, they go stay in their hotel. They were staying in the same room. They had twin beds. They just were sleeping in separate beds. How the story goes is that Dr. Abramson was awoken in the middle of the night because he heard a loud crash and it was actually Olsen jumping out the window to commit suicide. But there's a couple really sketchy, weird things about this that don't line up. Like the fact that there was this call made, and Dr. Abramson, I forgot to mention this, he was a CIA doctor. And there was a call made from the hotel to someone in the CIA saying that Frank had died, that that Olsen had died. Um, the weird thing about that was that the phone call was actually made before the time of death, before Frank's time of death. So somebody made this phone call and then Frank died later after that. Also, a couple, a couple weird things about, about Frank's death, right? Mrs. Olsen, Frank's wife, and his he had three kids, they were never told the full story of what happened I think because this was like a super secret like CIA government cover-up right they didn't want Olsen's wife or kids or anybody to really know what was happening or that they had accidentally like not accidentally but they had unwillingly laced Olsen with LSD up at the cabin they didn't want his family to know that and they actually ended up paying Olsen's wife for the rest of her life or until she got remarried I don't know if she ever got remarried but they would pay her like a certain stipend forever because of Olsen's death and he was an army scientist who was just like on loan to the CIA. So anyway, she got paid, but they were like, just don't talk about it and it'll be fine. Frank's son later asked to get a second autopsy. He had Frank exhumed and then like had a second autopsy performed. And during that autopsy, it was suggested that it doesn't make sense. Like his wounds don't make sense with jumping out a window. It just doesn't make sense. His wounds were consistent with like a blunt force trauma to his head. He didn't have any facial scarring or facial um, like scratches or anything that would come with like jumping out a window. So it just doesn't make sense that he jumped out this window. Somebody had called the CIA before to let them know that Frank was dead and his wife never got the full story. It just, it, everything that's a little fishy if you ask me. So that was Frank Olson's story. Don't worry, guys, this gets weirder. So in 1955, I feel like all of my conspiracy theories get weirder. I apologize. I'm just, I'm just showing, like, giving you guys what I have found. So in 1955, they had, um, oh, I lied to you earlier. I lied, I lied earlier. So please excuse me. Earlier I said that project or Operation Midnight Climax was them unknowingly giving people all this LSD. I lied. This is Operation Climax. So Operation Climax was about these rooms that they set up 
in San Francisco in 1955, the CIA had these rooms set up, and they actually had rooms set up all over the country, but the one in San Francisco is kind of like the most notable. So they had these rooms set up for these this experiment, right? And they would have prostitutes lure Johns into their room and then dose them with drugs, and an agent, particularly Agent White, who's the most uh, famous for this this operation he would sit behind like a two-way mirror and kind of like watch what happened with these guys that were laced with this drug and that's kind of what it started as but white was a little strange guy he was he was he was kind of out there so he actually became like more obsessed with like the sex side of things versus like the lsd side of things he was like yeah cool drugs are cool but Like, what can we get these guys to tell us after sex or during sex or around sex, right? So he got really, like, porny there for a little while. He wanted to kind of, like, start extracting information or find out what information could be extracted from these Johns. So he had these prostitutes, like, lure these Johns in. They would have sex. And it actually turns out that now we know... Thanks, Agent White, I guess, that the best time to get information out of people is directly after having sex with them. So, like, you have sex, you roll over, and you're like, hey, so tell me about that, um, you know, that super secret thing that you got going on in your life. And they would tell you because they are, like, super vulnerable, and guys especially are super worn out after sex. Um, There's actually a hormone that makes them really sleepy, so they're kind of in a delirious state, and... You can get a lot of information out of Johns when uh, you have sex with them. Anyway, so what kind of ultimately happened with this project? Like, where did it go? Why has why is it not around anymore? Well, first of all, it's super um, unethical, super unethical. But this super secret project was actually found out by the CIA's Inspector General's staff, and they were like, "Uh, no, shut this thing down." And this was like 1963. So they started saying, like, this is super immoral, like, we definitely can't be doing this. Which is exactly what the director said in 1953 before he was like, yeah, absolutely, go ahead. So anyway, the MK Ultra director tried to convince the Inspector General that the project should continue. However, the Inspector General, who seemed to be, like, a decent functioning human being, decided that the CIA actually needed to redefine the ethics guidelines and bring all experiments with non-consenting participants to an end. They were like... Yeah, you need volunteers for this. You can't just, like, be dosing people up with LSD. There actually ended up being congressional hearings about this, but before the congressional hearings could get underway in 1973, which is an entire 10 years later, uh, it was decided that the best way to proceed was to kind of purge all the documents and just get rid of them because the director of MKUltra at the time, or, like, the previous director was, like, deciding hey purge all these documents they were just worried that there was a lot of grounds for dismissal i would say i didn't actually find that but this next part kind of leads me to believe that because during the hearings of the program congress kept like hitting roadblocks they were doing this congressional hearing and they kept hitting roadblocks because they would call these cia agents that were all a part of this experiment And the CIA just kept saying, like, I can't remember. I don't know what happened. Like, and all the documentation was destroyed. So really, at the end of it, they were just like, 
okay, CIA, like, don't do that again. That was bad. So ultimately, they shut it down. They destroyed all the documents and got rid of everything. However, I did read or I saw somewhere in a video or something that um, there was a financial trail somewhere that, that all the documents were destroyed besides like the financial records and they were kept in some like super secret warehouse somewhere and eventually they were found. They came to light and that's how we know about a lot of the Operation Midnight Climax stuff and just about like where LSD was given. However, one of the people that says that they were experimented on is actually Charles Manson himself. And if you know anything about Charles Manson, and this is not a conspiracy theory, this is just like my, my favorite serial killer, even though he wasn't really a serial killer. He, he didn't really kill anybody. He was kind of actually kind of a baby about most things, but he uh, would drug his family right these these followers of his he would drug them with lsd and he actually later said that he was part of these these experiments that the cia was doing so maybe that's where he found out that if you use lsd you can control people i don't i don't know I don't know much about that, but I just wanted to put that little tidbit out there for you guys to enjoy and maybe look more into if that's something you're super into. But that's not part of the conspiracy theory. That's just something I wanted to throw out as like a fun little ending note. So anyway, um, I hope you guys super liked MKUltra. There's a lot of information out there because it's all public information now. And this was a conspiracy theory that came to life or that came to light, I would say, not life. It came to light, like, that it was done, that these experiments were happening on American people that were unknowing. This happened, there was, like, fraternities that they were giving LSD out at. There was just, like, random people. It was, it was weird. They they got really weird. So you can definitely look up some more information. As always, I'm going to link all of my sources in the show notes. I hope you guys Love this and I will see you all next week. Until then, my friends, stay skeptical and I'll see you later. If you like the show, please leave us a rating and review wherever you are listening. Follow us on Instagram at rabbit.holepodcast. The Rabbit Hole is an independent podcast with all research, writing, editing, and producing done by me, Danny Mercy. Special thank you to Zakar Valaha Music.